podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Welcome to your Wednesday, a Celtic state of mind. My name's Kevin Graham, and what is match day two of the UEFA Champions League? And I'm joined by my new teammate on a Wednesday afternoon, John Hughes Jr. John, how are you getting on? Yeah, not bad, bro. Good to see you, and welcome to all the reprobates, ruffians, rogues and rapscallions listening in. Uh, hopefully we've got a lot to talk about. And it is match day, as you say, only a few hours to kick off. Absolutely buzzing already. This is an important one, so the adrenaline's going already. So apologies if I speak a bit quickly. Oh, no problem, John. I mean, it's only me and you today because I've chased another one away, John. <laughs> I mean, I've chased, that's Colin I've chased away. I've chased away Brian and now I've eventually chased away V James. And yeah. James, is the, James is the one that hurts most because I'm related to him. Eh? I mean, <laughs> I, I mean I, I, and that hurts most. But James is going to be back on some other time during the week. His yeah. university course has started again. So he's actually yeah. sitting in a lecture theatre or a classroom or something like that just <laughs> now uh, instead of being on. Uh, the, the good news for you is that even if you do try and chase me, I move quite slowly. So it takes <laughs> oh, oh. Did you watch any of the football last night, John? Uh, oh, I watched bits and pieces of uh, uh, Liverpool Ajax, um, but uh, and I tried to watch some of the Bayern Munich and uh, Barcelona, but obviously I missed the relevant bit of the, the Bayern Munich game, uh, which was the banner they had up at the start. Aye, uh, aye. So, well, We'll have a wee talk about the banner, eh? Um, I watched I watched the Liverpool Ajax day game. Um, I tell you one thing, that boy Bassett plays for Ajax looks a player, eh? He yeah, does yeah. actually, he does actually look a player. I could say that now that he's left these yeah. shores. Um, well, I saw, I saw a bit of him, and I have to agree with you. I mean, he was in a couple of tight spots last night when I was watching. 
uh, and he managed to get out. And he also did, you know, thumping it into Rose's head at one point, but uh, for the most part, he, 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 looked, he, he didn't look out of place in that team. No, he didn't look out of place in that team. And also what Sporting Club de Portugal against Tottenham Hotspur. And that was a game so boring, I nearly turned it over to watch the news, mate. It was absolutely terrible. I don't think any Spurs supporters can put up the county ball, uh, as they actually call it. Um, I mean, you did mention uh, the Bayern Munich supporters there. Yeah. The Bayern Munich supporters put up a banner last night in their game against uh, Barcelona. And it says, last-minute match delays and bans because of a Royals' death. Respect fans. Now, John, I've been very outspoken and vocal on the people who run the Scottish game. Um, my views on them are, 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 are like... They're like guys who buy avocados, who don't like avocados, but buy avocados because their wife tells them to, because they're good for them. They're just complete and utter, utter idiots. The decision that they became to cancel the games was just it was brand protection. That's all it was. I'm not going to get into the whole circus surrounding how why the game was cancelled. The, but the reason why it was cancelled was it was brand protection and they basically scared the us, the cash cow that they actually milk, and they're scared that we will to keep our mouth shut. And they, they treat us as a necessary evil. Eh? I mean, the amount of guys that have lost money that are paid to come to that game on Saturday, like, is, is unbelievable. And it's just another stupid de- de- decision. They didn't, they didn't get a toss about fans. Unless we're getting, unless, unless we're, we're, we're playing, unless we're giving them money, we're, they're not interested to, to us. And that's what they've done on Saturday, over the weekend. They've just done it as a brand protection exercise. Well, that's exactly what it was. It was all about uh, just the optics of the situation. So obviously they were concerned that, you know, working class crowds, uh, you know, for the main, uh, were going to react in the way that they wanted them to react. Of course, they made a word for their own back now because people have had a, you know, will have had a full week to get pissed off about all the, you know, the performative morning. Um, so, you know, and each to their own. Anyway, you know, that's, I'm not, you know, I have plenty of people that I'm close to uh, who are big fans of the royal family and all, that's fine. I don't have any issue with that. You do you. Um, but it's, you know, this forcing it on everyone else. And it was a pure panic measure, absolute panic measure. Um, you know, they, they, they just waited to see what the English did, as far as I could see. Mm-hmm. You know, so as soon as the English made a decision. But then, of course, the sports in England, they couldn't afford to fob off all their fans and, and you know, lose, those, uh, lose that income. They went ahead. So you had... You know, on the Saturday, I think I tweeted, well, I'm looking forward today to watching English rugby. If I want to lose the will to live, I might lose it, watch English cricket. Maybe I'll go shopping, could go for dinner, could go for drinks. Um, but I'm obviously far too sad to watch Scottish football. You know, so that, that was the nonsense of it. Um, but look, they made a bad decision. They panicked, they made it quickly, uh, but it's no real surprise. Well, even in the, I was listening to one of the rugby podcasts and the, the two games that were cancelled on the Friday night, that's cost them hundreds of thousands. The clubs that were involved in that, all the corporate hospitality, mm-hmm. you know, all that money coming through the door, and they are far more reliant on that sort of money than football is. So they lost hundreds of thousands and they are not happy, you know. And then, you know, the teams that weren't playing on the Friday night were vociferous about these other two teams 
you know, having to not play. So, you know, because it advantages them if the other ones lose out on that cash. But anyway, separate issue, but I mean, it's just, it's the, it's the nonsense of, you know, as you say, all the small businesses that are peripheral to these uh, industries, all that football, all the wee shops that make money out of it, uh, all of the fans, the flights, the ferries, the buses, the bookings, Aye. all of that. You know, I mean, you're talking all over. I mean, tens of thousands of people will have been inconvenienced there. They're not getting money back on cancelled flights. That's what we know. You know, I mean, and the same with all these other bookings. So, you know, if you look at all the supporters' buses coming across, unless they book flexible tickets, which are five times the amount, you know, they're not getting that money back. So it's just... I know. The, 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 the concern with the optics was so overwhelming. That's all they were thinking about was concerned with how it looked. They didn't think for a second about the actual customers, about the people who pay them, who go to these games, who fund the game in Scotland. They didn't think for a second about that, not a second. All they were concerned about was, how's it going to look? It'll make us look bad if someone says something. You know you know what? Despite the fact that lots of people have been arrested. Last time I looked, we live in a democracy. So, you know, if people want to say... You know, something that's not in line with mainstream thinking of the moment, as it, or at least as the media would have us believe, then they're entitled to do that. You know, that's just tough. Because if it's not illegal, then they're entitled to do it. So, you know, I, I don't, I, you know, this notion, I mean, they've made, as I say, they've made a rod for their own bags now because, I mean, for a start, you know, we've now got a minute silence in our game tonight. But why? Why are we doing that? And, you know, why are we insisting on minute silences at all? when you know that they wouldn't be respected, not just with us, but with loads of... I mean, even hearts couldn't respect a minute silence, right? And that's saying something. So you have to consider the way you choose to show respect, right? And if a minute silence won't cut it, do something else. So why, why are you setting yourself up to fail? And it will fail, you know, and it will probably fail across the board. So... Why set yourself up to fail? There are loads of ways you can show respect. They can wear black armbands. The club can put something on beforehand. You know, they can do a hundred different things. Why the minute silence? You know, it, it's, it's just madness. You know, if you're worried, you know, you're cancelling games because of the optics, cancel the minute silence and there won't be any optics. I mean, for me, I, I was, uh, it was the, the wrong decision, mainly because of what, what about, mainly because what it had done to the travelling fans. Uh, at that point, there's, there's, you've also got your argument against free speech because we, some of us, would maybe go against what's meant to be in the national psyche, uh, or what the BBC are telling us what the national psyche is at the moment when they're falling the Queen's coffin about like she's a just eat driver or a Deliveroo driver or something like that. Uh, I mean, but I mean, there, there is, but when they would go against us. Go, there'll be some folk will speak out against the national psyche. Me personally, if they ask me uh, to go and stand for a national si- uh, a minute silence for uh, an institution I've got no respect for whatsoever, I don't believe that we should have, I've got nothing against them personally, I just didn't believe in the institution, then I would stand outside, I wouldn't take part in it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, go, and, I wouldn't go and protest against that, I would just not take part in it, part in it but that's just me. Uh, but it's just, it's, it brings in this whole thing, uh, it brings us this whole thing again, what's, what's, what's the politicisation of football. And it seems to be 
football was good for politics at sometimes, but other times it's no good for politics. And yeah, they need yeah. to and they need to stop being hypocrites when it comes to stuff like this. Uh, well, anyway, I mean, it's, it's sensitive issues, it's sensitive issues, but it is. I mean, I mean, there is immediately the, the, the hypocrisy of you know we don't worry about the political side, but I mean everyone knows this. The, you know, the hypocrisy of everyone with Ukraine flags in support of Ukraine, and yet we're not allowed to support Palestine or any other cause, you know, because that doesn't fit the narrative of the moment. So yes. it's the, the the politics that are good and the politics that are bad are decided by UEFA. So it's not that politics shouldn't be involved in sport. It's the politics they don't approve of shouldn't be involved in sport. So that's a very different thing. And once it becomes, uh, you know, subjective rather than objective, then you have a problem because, you know, lots of people feel very, very strongly about different matters. Uh, and if you're saying, no, no, you can't do any of that, then that's fine, you can't do any of that. But this includes what's happening now. You can't do any of that either. So... You know, uh, you know whether that's Ukraine or you know anything else that's happened recently. Uh, if we're not doing politics, then don't do them. Just don't do them at all. That's fine. And I think everyone can get behind that. I stop being hypocrites about it. Stop saying yeah. something's good and something's bad. That's allowed and this is not allowed. Yeah. Just get on with it. John, we'll move on because we're in the Champions League tonight. We're in, we, we're in Warsaw. Well, we're not in Warsaw. I'm in my house in Stirling, and you're in your <laughs> house in uh, wherever it is. I don't know. <laughs> uh, very warm welcome from a, a grey Ireland today. It's still a lovely day. Uh, uh, tonight we're playing Shakhtar Donetsk mm-hmm. in um, Warsaw. Yeah. Obviously for political reasons that we're playing in Warsaw. Uh, very big political re- reasons. Yeah. I'm going to call Shakhtar Donetsk the widows of this group after match day one. Yeah. The reason that I believe they're the widows of the group after match day one is, well, one, they're owned by a Russian oil gap whose main aim was to make Shakhtar Donetsk uh, the Chelsea of the East. Mm-hmm. Right away, that makes them widows in my point, in, in my, 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 my view. Secondly, they hammered Leipzig and caused them to sack their manager which means that they are now a very much unknown quantity, which could be rejuvenated. <laughs> like, and, and because they have got a decent squad, John, they have got a decent squad, and that was proven at the weekend when they bet Dortmund 3 nothing. They can get the dead cat bounce, as it's called, by a new manager coming in. And also Shakhtar are widows in this group because they've got three points that they didn't expect to get. And after the after the two games after this, they've got a double header against Real Madrid, so they're looking at us now. Going by the way, if we get six points, this double header against Madrid doesn't really matter. We've put ourselves in the boxcar seat to actually qualify for this group, either for the either for the Europa League or setting place in the in the group. I hate them. They're widows. I wanted Real Madrid to be widows. I didn't. Know, I didn't want Shakhtar to get that result. I wanted that to be a. Uh, uh, I, I wanted it to be a, a, a nice one each draw or something like that. But they've but they've chucked a grenade in amongst the pigeons here with, with that result last week. Um, and it's very difficult to tell what Celtic I'm going to face tonight because it's a load of unknowns, really. Well. <clears throat> Uh, I've mentioned before, I posted something in the group a while ago. If you look at Shakhtar, uh, the club at the moment, you have to start with what's happening with the club because that impacts on what's happening with the team. So Shakhtar are currently suing 
UEFA uh, for 50 million euros uh, because on the 30th of June, UEFA uh, said that uh, players, uh, foreign players in particular, can suspend their contracts until 30th of June 2023. Now, they had four guys in negotiations over their contracts, the top men actually, uh, at least two of them were the top men anyway, uh, and they immediately withdrew from those negotiations because their contracts finish before 30th of June 2023. So they've gone on loan with no compensation to Shakhtar, to clubs like Fulham or elsewhere, and then their contracts are going to run out and Fulham is going to sign them for nothing. The other clubs are going to sign them for nothing. And there's £50 million worth of value there. So that caused me to go and have a wee look. They currently have 17 players on loan. Four of them are worth between 2.7 to 9 million. Three of them are worth 15 to 20 million. So you've got to say there's got to be, you know, that's seven possibly first teamers of which you've got to be four or five of them must be starters at that sort of value. Um, Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know it's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home Internet. Cox is the real home Internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Now, the rest of those players are Ukrainian players who are probably sent out on loan to keep the wage bill down. Um, but they are missing you've got to assume like seven of the top players, uh, that's going to impact us in terms of them getting some sort of, uh, us having some sort of advantage from them playing in Warsaw. Well, they've not played a home game since 2014. Aye. So, you know, the, the net is in the Donbass, and the Donbass was taken over by Russian separatists in 2014. So they've been playing their home games in Kiev. So, they are essentially a homeless club for Wanderers. Um, so, you know, the, there's going to be no advantage to us. Another thing as well, the only thing that's potentially an advantage to us going forward, not in this game, but going forward, as I'm watching there, uh, I went back and looked at their, their games this year so far, and it brought back so many horrible memories because they're empty stadiums and you can hear the coaches shouting, you know, and it just... Uh, that see that shiver again. You just remember COVID and the lockdown and all, and you know, and the season that we had in particular. Um, it was you know, it really gave me <laughs> PTSD. I was looking at it going, oh, could hear everyone shouting, stop it. Uh, no, but they were, um, you know, so that's the stadiums that they're playing in. So perhaps when they come to Celtic Park, you know, we can scare the life out of them. But in terms of us going over there to play, no. No advantage at all. Um, the real advantage we have is their squad, well, I wouldn't say decimated, but certainly very close to that. You know, so, well, it's like, you know, seven players was decimated used to kill one man in every ten in the Roman legions. So, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's close to it. Um, but we should have the advantage. And that impacts what's happening on the pitch, Kev. But, uh, you know, I know you have a point to make there but before we come to what's happening on the pitch. 
Aye, I mean, I think uh, last week, uh, eight of the starting 11 in Leipzig actually came from Donetsk's academy. So what you've got to actually say is the players there have never played in Donbass. They, they will all be from the, the Kiev region. They'll all be brought through the, the... That's where the training camp and all of that was. I mean, I think they've moved three stadiums since they moved for the Donbass uh, in 2014. I think they've played in three stadiums. And that, tonight's the first time that they're going to play in Warsaw. I don't think it's going to make a difference to them. I think they've, they've developed... A, they're like a nomadic yeah. team. I don't think playing in Warsaw is going to be, be that... It's, it's not going to be a normal home tie for them, even though the majority of the crowd are going to be with them because of what's happening what's happening in the Ukraine. They've also sort of painted themselves now as a Ukrainian team, which is quite funny when they're owned by a Russian oil gap who was yeah. friends with Putin. And they've signed quite a lot of Ukrainian players because there's a, there's a big pride issue with Ukrainian players going back. They're a homegrown Ukrainian side, and they've got the poster boy for Ukrainian football in Mudrick, eh, who will come on to who will come on to later. I think they're going to treat this like an away game. I really do think they're going to treat this like an away game, John, because like you, I watched a bit of their highlights, and they're devastating on the counter attack. Utterly well, devastating yeah, on the yeah, counter attack. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the manager obviously knows that as well because he mentioned that uh, I was watching his interview this morning, the key game interview, and he said they're going to sit back and try and hit us on the counter. Uh, but we are prepared for that, um, apparently. So it's going to be interesting to see because, you know, obviously I think, you know, our biggest potential weakness is on the counter. Um, so... Uh, it's going to be interesting to see but you know I have my thoughts on that uh, Kev as you know uh, and I was I was looking back uh, I mean do you want to go back to the Leipzig game I uh, so but basically I went back to look at all the goals uh, and all the creative options and how they've been playing so I was watching the highlights from the, the Ukrainian league games and then the Leipzig game so the Leipzig game, we obviously know that uh, Schwed scored, um, you know, an absolute fluke of a goal. I don't know what their goalie was doing there. The one he lost out, he made Joe Hart look like Pelly. You know, it's absolutely shocking. I don't know what he was doing. Uh, like he'd never seen a ball before. Anyway, so Schwed robs him, uh, and uh, you know. And by the way, in, in the comments just now, you can all tell me if we're coming out of this. Would Schwed? have been a success under Ange in this system. So you can comment on that and we'll pick up on it. Um, but so that's fine. And then the Leipzig goal, which we, we need to come back to at some point, because that's where I think hope was for us. But the other three goals, so the second goal, Mudrik was released on the left and with his devastating pace and a couple of step-overs, um, he gets a cross into his head, cross takes a deflection, goes in the back of the net. The third goal, Fast counter-attack down the right. Uh, Leipzig were caught out chasing the game. Mudrik, completely unmarked, on the left. The ball across him and he finishes, just as you'd expect, a great finish. And the fourth goal, uh, a ball into the left channel for Mudrik, right, to be run on to, puts in a beautiful cross uh, across the face of goal and uh, the ball is tapped in. So, all the highlights, and I encourage everyone to go back and go on to YouTube and look at them, Highlights, they're all the same. They're all the same. 
everything that they do that's good and creative uh, and isn't just bog standard, you know, uh, uh, sort of farmer's football. Everything that they do comes through Mudrick. It's playing in Mudrick, it's getting Mudrick on the ball. They are as close to a one-man team as I have seen in a long time. Because watching the highlights when Mudrick went off one time, they only won that goal with like a real scrappy header in the middle of the box. It was a big stramash. Um, so everything, Mudrick takes a set pieces, Mudrick creates uh, most of the, you know, or he's getting in position. And, you know, so my contention uh, is that we need to shut down Mudrick. If we shut down Mudrick, uh, then I don't think we've got anything to trouble us. Anything at all to trouble us. Yeah, I think, so. I think, I think as well, John. The way the, the short term manager was talking, he's he's got Celtic as favourites. He he was saying he was playing down last week's results. There, there, there's lot there's lots of people in the, the comments. Aidan Barrett, Shakhtar are a dan- dangerous on the counter attack, but if we are clinical, then it won't matter. And that's what Gary Melrose comes in. That's the key. They score four from five chances. We scored zero for three. That, that's that's true as well. Adam comes in, a Shakhtar counter-attacking team, they'll be happy to park the bus. I think you'll maybe see tonight, John, I think you maybe will see that they'll go to maybe try and get an early goal and sit back. They might want to put us under pressure early on and see what actually happens. Uh, It it, it depends. As you say, they look like like a one-man team. They do look like a one-man team. But they look like a they, they look like a team that's moulded to play around that player. Now that player he plays on the left and he's going to be up against Josip Juranovic, and we'll need Josip Juranovic tonight to be on the top of his game to actually stop this player because of the way that a uh, Shakhtar are going to play against us. Yeah, well, I I, I have friends that we argue about the football. Um, and basically, you know, when we're coming up against the Rangers, they were saying, oh, you should pick my head there, we should do this and we should do that. Uh, and again, with Real, oh, we should pick that player to shut them down and all the rest of it. Uh, and I kept saying to them, you know, that's not going to happen. Ange picks his best team as he sees it, regardless of who you're playing against. However, you know, I'd want to be a bit controversial tonight and ask the people in the comments what they would do because... I would be actually tempted to do something radical. Um, you know, I, I know it's just I'm throwing it out there. Look, I accept it's not going to happen, but, you know, if it was me, I'd be tempted to do something like play Ralston and Juranovic. Uh, now, he's, he's played there before, but we need to shut him down that point, Mudrick. If we shut him down, if we're prepared to sacrifice an abider, right, uh, and maybe uh, somebody gives better service from that side, uh, then, you know, I think we can just kill them at source. You know, but if we let him play, they play. If he doesn't play, if he's not on the ball, if he's not creating anything, they're nothing. Uh, to me, they look like a, a glorified Aberdeen. You know, they're, they're, they've got some decent players. That's a bit harsh, to be fair. Oh, that, that, that could come back to haunt you there, big man. <laughs> that could come back to haunt you. Somebody's copped that already. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit harsh, but anyway, they are... They are everything. The point is, it's an exaggerated point, but the point is it flows through Madrid. And if we can nullify that source, then I don't think they can beat us. So if we can nullify him, I don't think they can beat us. Uh, so 
I would be tempted to do some radical. Now, Angie's just saying that Clay's team, he always does, and you know, all these conversations about tactics are probably worth it. But I'm interested to know what other people think. You know, if it was your choice, would you nullify their one source of creativity or would you be completely reliant on us playing our game and ignoring what the threats are elsewhere? You know, so I'm interested to see what people are thinking. I wouldn't be ignoring what the what the, the the threats. I think, even though Ange Postecoglou has always says, "I play the way that I want to play, and I'm not going to change it." There is game management. Then the game management is completely different, like than changing your style of play. I mean, it looks like Ganes changed their style of play completely from Europe to for for domestic games. They, they play they play quite. They play quite open and domestically, quite counter-attacking uh, in Europe. What I would actually do, and I'm going to agree, there's a couple of comments coming here. I would play the Japanese Kamatachi in front of them instead of Abada. If we're worried about Mudrick playing Maeda instead of Abada, as he does a lot more work going back the way Barry McCormick says that, and there's a couple of other uh, Kaiser HTTC, Jai Jai and Maeda on, on a neutralised right winger. I says in the pre-season, John, that I could see this type of role for Maeda in the Champions League because of the amount of work rate that he actually does back. The fact is they're a major danger down their left-hand side and I think Maeda's speed could actually spook the big fella. Yeah, but if I, you know, if I was playing Maeda... <laughs> you know, this is my thoughts, right? And uh, you know, I, I, you know, I'm sure people in the comments will be keen to tell me Ange will not do that and Ange will not do this. That's fine. These are my thoughts. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I, if you're playing Maeda, I play him uh, with the instruction that basically I, I'd nearly man mark that boy. Do you know what I mean? I, I'd be close to man marking him. That's how pivotal I think he is to their their play. I would I would sacrifice one of our boys. I, I you know nearly my mark and put him out of the game, and then I think they are going to really struggle. Uh, you know, or at least zonally. You know, just a, a real focus on him. Just don't let him get space. Don't let him get space ever. You know, because if he's in space, uh, we're going to lose a goal. You know, they, they've shown that they do have. I mean, I was saying I glorified that team, but they actually do have some other good players. So Ukrainian internationalists, a lot of them. So you know, the point is, I don't think they're as good as we are. Uh, without him, I don't think they're as good as we are. But, you know, he is, uh, he's like, uh, for them, he's like Jota, except more important. Uh, you know, he's, he's, there's so much goes through him. Um, so a- anything I think we can do to nullify him, I think, wins us the game. I, I think so as well. And this, this is a game that's probably a better measure of where we are than last week's. This is a game that I have a look at. I go, we need to start winning these games against teams of Shakhtar level, like on a consistent, regular basis. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at tonight, I'm looking at this group, and I'm going, well, what about four points? Take a point tonight and like beat them at Celtic Park. If you got four points over like the two games against Shakhtar, you go, that, that's a massive improvement for what we've actually been seeing. Against a very against a good side who got a decent result last week, but then again, part of me is going like that. Ah, this is the night that this is the night that like I, I, I wish that Oliver Abelgar was up to speed. Mm. The reason being 
is we need that midfielder. You know the type of midfielder. I mean, if you ever, you're driving here for your work, John, you go to one of these cheap German supermarkets and you go on to get a wee bit of minute, minute steak or something like that for your dinner and a wee oriental mix and that, eh? And you stand in the queue and there's a boy standing in front of you and he's got his mum shot him and, 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 and he's like basket, eh? And, and, and he's trolley, eh? And he goes like that. He looks at you and he sees that you've only got two items. And he smiles at you and he just keeps on loading the belt. and doesn't tell you to go in front of him. That's the type of midfield that we need. And I think Abel Gav's got that midfield. It's a Scott Brown type thing where he's not going to care. He's going to do the dirty stuff. He's going to try and wind you up. He's going to, he wants to do the dirty stuff. I think we might miss a player like that because of the, the counter-attacking. Where you've got that sitting defensive midfielder to go, right, I need to always go to the left-hand side here because that's where they're actually going to go. And that's my worry. And that's how I think they maybe brought in uh, Abelgard a bit too late. I would like to have seen that type of player brought in earlier in the window and fitted into the Celtic style because we need that type of player for away games in Europe, I feel. Oh yeah, for sure. In fact, I was just saying, uh, and that's another reason the Livingston game being postponed was a real problem for us because, first of all, I think everyone wanted to see Hags Abanovic get another uh, for the full game, and Abelgard as well. Um, the, the issue we have with Abelgard is we really need him for Europe, but we don't need defensive midfielders for games in Scotland, so how do, how do we get him up to speed? Do you know what I mean? I know. Um, so... I mean, what are you going to do? Play him against St. Mirren? What, you know, what does that achieve for us? You know, it's, 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 you know, it's actually a problem about how you get the guy enough minutes. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct to Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. You know, uh, because he needs to be, he's just like, for, for us, he's just like the guy that plays in Europe. But, you know, obviously that's not, uh, uh, that's not realistic. But essentially, you know, it's, it's unfortunate our game was just when I think both of those boys needed a run out we, we could have uh, relied on them tonight. Um, because, I, you know, I would be very tempted if we go, you know, if we do, uh, you know, our usual from last year, if we get two goals up or three goals up, yeah, I'd absolutely be changing our tactics. I wouldn't be piling it on. Um, you know, as much as we like to pile on the agony recently, but, you know, I, I wouldn't be piling it on. Uh, you know, we, we need to put those games to bed. We need to win. The win is so, so important tonight. As you say, Shakhtar, you know, they, they've ambushed Leipzig. Nobody expected that result. So what you were expecting was potentially, you know, four games in, Shakhtar might have no points at all because if they're playing us, um, uh, I played Leipzig, you weren't expecting to win that. Playing us, 
you know, well, we would expect to win that, and then they're playing Madrid in a double header. So that's basically them out. So this game for us, I think, if we win this tonight, potentially that's you know that means football after Christmas. That means we'll we'll definitely be in third place, in my view. Um, so I think this game tonight is so important. And our history with Shakhtar is we played them four times. I think we won two, lost two. We lost it. We lost the two away. We won two at home. However, because of all the reasons we've just mentioned about their squad being decimated, about the fact they have one player who is very, very good, uh, but we could potentially neutralise, um, then I think you know we need to be confident in this game, especially if we bring the same level of performance as we brought against Madrid in that first half. You know, when we play like that, we have nobody to fear. Absolutely nobody to fear. Now, the problem is, of course, trying to maintain that, and we couldn't maintain it. We played that way for 60 minutes, and then that was it. So, you know, I, I wouldn't explain. But this is not Madrid we're playing. You know, those are the best players in the world, right? And tonight, you know, if we, if we are caught on the break, you know, they're not definitely going to score. You know, if they get away, they're not definitely going to score. You know, depending on who's getting away, if they're you know if they're making cross field fifty yard cross field balls, then there's as much chance of winning to touch. You know, around for a shy, so it would be you know uh, the thing. So they they are absolutely for certain. If you take Mudrik out that side, I would bet on us to win this game nine and a nine point nine times out of ten. You know that's that, you know that's what I think it sits, and I really think you know we have to win these games. It's not a matter of you know, it would be nice if we won it. We absolutely have to. Because this is not just a big test for this team. You know, in the last, you know, in previous Champions Leagues, we've never had a draw this stadium, as far as I can remember. Aye. I don't remember as I, ever, ever having a, a draw like this. So, you know, what are we going to say if we fail here? You know, it's just that, you know, we're building and it's a process and all the rest of it. No, we're good enough now. And, and, you know, and we need to be getting these results now. Um, <laughs> I think the two things you say are, are both true, don't they, John? We are still building, we are still good enough. But uh, I think the two things uh, uh, do balance each other out. Uh, I mean, uh, as I say, this is a more interesting game to see where we actually are in, in Europe. Steve O'Mart comes in. I just like bringing him in because look at that. Look at his muscles, eh? Unbelievable. I'm jealous of their muscles, eh? Let's not rewrite Shakhtar's result. A surprise that tears up the planned script of the group, but they were dominated by a red goal. Four, four goals from five shots. One was a gift to them. A tough game, but one that we should win. AJSC yeah. Tech. Shakhtar can basically clinch second place tonight by beating us, so they will come out the traps hard, but I fancy us in a high-scoring game. Both teams yeah. go into this with confidence. But Shakhtar going to this with a wide dose confidence because they've got three points, and that completely changes their that, that completely changes their mentality. I agree with AJSC there that they're having a look at this gun. We didn't expect to be in this position. We've now got a home game, and I've done the air quotes for anybody that's listening audio later on. Uh, they've now got a home game against the weakest team in the group. They did come out of pot four, so we are the weakest team in the group according to the UEFA rankings in this group. So they're looking at it going, we've got we've got a chance to get six points here. 
they've got a chance to get six points and they probably didn't think that before, when, when the group kicked off. And we're going into it on a high of playing well for 54 minutes against Real Madrid. But tonight we're going into a completely different game. And for me, tonight's game is more a, a, more a measure of where we are in this trajectory of Ange Postacoglu's reign. Rain. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think where we are is better than Shakhtar. Um, I think where we are is hopefully better than uh, Leipzig as well, depending on whether they're starting to turn things around immediately. Um, but, you know, I, I, I look... You're not going to get, I mean, while we're in pot four, uh, you know, we're not going to get an easier team than this. You know, I, I know it's terrible to say, and it can back and bite us, and tomorrow we've lost 3 0 or, you know, whatever, we've lost 2 0. I don't care, you know, because the fact that these are the facts, the facts are we will not get an easier team than this. Um, a team who's, you know, not you can't even call it in transition, right? a team whose squad has been wrecked. Um, so, you know, and when we played them before, actually, Shakhtar, they were a good side. You know, they were a properly good side. They had all the uh, oligarch money behind them. Uh, poor fella, I think he's down his last few billion now, unfortunately. Well, um, he, he, he lost 3.7 billion when uh, the Russians invaded, eh? When his uh, pal Putin invaded. The steel plant they were holding there. Uh, uh, he owned that, yeah. He owned that, right? So he's lost a few billion. The poor guy, I don't know how he's going to manage. Um, so, you know, uh, he, he actually puts his money in, uh, unlike our chairman, I think. Uh, so, the, the, not chairman, sorry, going up. Um, but, the, um, you know, I, I think, you know, from our point of view, does it get any better than this? Who are we going to face? You, you pick me one other team that's not from Port 4, right, who we could face that would we'd be in a better position to get into this game, Right. Yes, they had a fruit, they had a fluke result, and it was a fluke result. Um, I don't know what Leipzig were doing, uh, but it was a fluke result. But here, I can come back to it for a bit of uh, for a bit of uh, uh, context, right? Leipzig's goal. If you watch Leipzig's goal, I had to go back and watch it half a dozen times because I couldn't get my head around what happened, and I kept, I kept thinking I've missed something here. Uh, that's a bit weird. I've just missed something because. What happens is the ball comes from the centre half to the midfielder. It's one pass, but either on the left hand side, it's one pass down the left through you know through the middle. The boy's about you know 15 yards outside the box. He's he's a runner on his left and he's an unmarked man on his right. He plays it to the unmarked man, the boy slots at home, and we kept looking back and why is he unmarked? Right? So I have a screenshot, and at the point that, that the, um, the Leipzig player makes that pass to the right, there are seven, seven uh, Shakhtar players round him, right? Including the right back. The entire team just chased the ball as if it was kids' football, right? right? So I watched it back again and thought, something must have happened before that initiated that pulled them all out of the position. You know, there must have been something there that's come from a counter-attack. It's pulled their uh, left back out of position. You know, something's happened. No, no, they all just ran, just ran to that side, you know, and left the boy completely unmarked in the middle. Uh, so, from our point of view, uh, you know, in terms of rather than talking about the dangers of Shakhtar, you know, and from our point of view, you know, that goal was great to see. 
Uh, that was a very Celtic-like goal with the movement yes. that Leipzig done. The, the, the way yeah. that we've played football under Postacoglu, it was a very Celtic-like goal. And as you say, when I saw it as well, the first thing I went, when I went, aye, wait a minute, they got ripped open there. And yeah. we've now got the ability to do that. We have now got the front three on, and the attacking ability and the tactical plan where we can actually do that to teams in a European level. I mean, we did create a couple of chances against Real Madrid last week, and that's Real Madrid. I'm going to agree with Cherry Bombs here. Then again, who's, who, who's on his avatar? Oh, you need to tell me. Uh, nine points needed to go through, seven to take third. I would take seven to now. I would bite if somebody says to me just now, Kevin. I'm going to come into your house and give you seven points and you're going to finish third in this group and you're going to have European football after Christmas. I would take the I would I would take those apples, mate. I would take them. Yeah, well uh, I don't know. I, I mean I, I would uh, yes, of course, given a recent history um in Europe, you would have to say that. You would have to say that. But I'm an eternal optimist. Uh, which it completely isn't true, by the way. I'm only ever optimistic about Celtic. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I am optimistic about Celtic, and I think that we are better than both of these sides. So, you know, the, the, the sides that we are genuinely in, in competition with, I think we can uh, get enough points. I certainly think we can get enough points to go for. Uh, I think if we win this game tonight, we take them, right? So then it just down to the double header with Leipzig. I stay, you know, where they finish in the group, right? Um, so then you're, you're talking about, you know, uh, winning one to Leipzig, potentially drawing one uh, with Leipzig. Um, so, you know, again, it's going to be tight. It's still going to be tight, you know, regardless. Uh, you know, there's going to be no easy games here. I know it's an absolute cliche that, you know, I'm saying I think we're better. That doesn't mean they're not a very, very good side. It doesn't mean Leipzig are not a very, very good side. You know, I think we're a very good side as well, but I, you know, I, I believe that we're better, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't, I'm not trying to say that the opposition aren't. These are quality teams, you know. However, uh, you know, I believe fate has handed us an excellent chance uh, against Shakhtar, one that we wouldn't normally have had because it had been packed full of Brazilians. You know, I mean, they've got, you know, £50 million pounds worth of players are they playing elsewhere. No. So, you know, it, it, you know, it's a fair chance, and I don't think if we if we lose this or we don't get a result here, I don't think there's anywhere to hide from that because it just isn't good enough. You know, the other uh, thing, the other thing that you've got to even when they've had those Brazilians and the changes in that, John, this is probably the last year that the Ukrainian sides are going to get the Ukrainian champions straight into the Champions League because of the coefficient, because their performances have been dreadful over the last five years. Now, again, Celtic can't talk about performances in Europe over the last five years, but uh, we have to grasp at any straw. I have to yeah. grasp at any straw when we're going when we're playing an away game in Europe. We'll, we'll talk about the team, the, the team that we maybe like to see, but I'm going to bring up Paul's in the background. Axon is going, going live at Grace's on the 20th of January. We have a Celtic legend on stage with us, but tickets are already going quick. Tickets are available on the link underneath. So if you're on YouTube, click on it, and it's 15 quid. And if it sells out, I'll only appear. I'll only be anywhere near it. So there you go. If you didn't want me to appear on the stage at Gracie's, sell out this. Sell this out. Paul's a nice guy, but I think, you know, uh, 
it's, it's a bit, maybe a wee bit generous of him to describe me as a Celtic legend and only my second podcast. I uh, will. <laughs> no, it's not me, don't worry. <laughs> You're not paying 15 quid to see me. Uh, but uh, you pay 15 quid not to see me. <laughs> no, that's what I say. Sell it out and I'll only appear. <laughs> You're buying a ticket to stop me appearing on stage. See? That, that's, that's for the good of the world, that. Uh, Durban, Kilche, bring Axe on Roadshow to the West Ireland. Once I'm allowed at the country, Urban, I'll come. <laughs> no problem. Once, once I'm allowed at uh, the team tonight, I think goals is Joe Hart. Eh? The, the, yeah. the, the, no hangway. Right back, Josip Juranovic. Uh, are you going Tony Ralston? Are you chucking your curveball Tony Ralston in there? I'm, I'm trying to be controversial here. Well, I'm trying to be controversial, but I'm just trying to make the point. You know, I, I, I know it's uh, most people just think that's stupid, but I really am just, you know, trying to stick with that point uh, because I think if we lose this game, we lose it because of Rudrick. You know, so, I, you know, for me, uh, I, I would I, I'd seriously be thinking about Ralston and Juranovic, but reality is, if we're talking about the team I think is going to appear, you know, uh, no, Juranovic is playing it right back. So, you know, that, that that's a different thing. But I think we need, uh, uh, we're going to need some game from Big. Carter Vickers tonight. But Carter Vickers is a love child of an irresistible force and an immovable object, isn't he? So, you know, we're, we're hoping that he will fill spaces faster than expanding foam tonight, uh, you know, and uh, hopefully, you know, maybe I won't get away from him because, uh, you know, I'd like to be saying after this game, you'll get more chance of escaping from Alcatraz than from big CCV. So, you know, uh, I'm looking for him to, to have a, an incredibly good game tonight because Jens is next to him. And Jens, to be fair, has looked good as well, hasn't he? So, you know, given the fact he was thrown in that with that game, you know, he didn't look out of place at all with Jens. Um, no, no, he didn't. So that's a partnership there because Big Starfelt is out till after the international break, I think, was confirmed yesterday by Ange Postacoglu. So you've got Cameron Carter-Vickers, you've got Maurice Jens as the two centre-half partners. Left-back's Greg Taylor. Again, it's another big night for Greg, boy. Yeah, it is a big night for Greg. And, you know, and he has been playing well, generally speaking, apart from that goal last week, but he's been playing well, generally speaking. But I am absolutely delighted that their danger is on the other side because their danger is all pace, right? And Greg Taylor has played tremendously and he fits into the system well, but the one thing you can't coach, the one thing you can't give him that God didn't bless him with was pace. So I still have flashbacks to the Bodo Glint game when their big uh, blonde fella, very much like the blonde fella we're going to have tonight, was just ghosting past him. Now, we, uh, you know, everyone was shocking that night, but, you know, um, I, I think... Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. 
Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. At this level, you know, if there's someone, you know, with significant pace, uh, I would be very worried about them facing Greg Taylor. Um, now, again, Taylor played well last week against two excellent uh, players on the Madrid side uh, and made one mistake. Mistake cost us a goal, but this, again, this is Madrid. So, you know, this isn't, you know, that's not Shaq Tar. So I don't expect Greg to have much much trouble tonight. The, the pressure for me is all on Juranovic. Juranovic has to play a blinder tonight, an absolute blinder. You know, and I don't mean offensively, I mean defensively. Uh, you know, I, I'd be saying to him, don't worry about near the halfway line. You know, just sit you, you sit you back, son. don't worry about near the halfway line, halfway line. We need to snuff out any chance of this one getting behind us. Uh, and, you know, for me, we win the game. Who'd you play in the midfield? The same. See, this is where my controversial one comes in, eh? <laughs> my controversial one comes in. I would play Arne Moy, Callum McGregor, and Rio Atati. I would, I, I, I would play Moy as a defensive midfielder. I think we need a more defensive midfielder, even though Callum McGregor was utterly, utterly fantastic last week against Real Madrid. Um, I... I I don't know. I, 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 my concern, and I had this concern last season, and it's still here. I just think we've, we've brought in the big Danish boy, Abelgard, too late, and this would be a perfect game for him. I just, I so still you, think. You would have Moyer instead of McGregor? No, I'll put McGregor further forward. Forward? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so who are you dropping there? Sorry, Kevin, I missed that. O'Reilly. Right, okay. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, that, that's one thing. I, I I haven't taken to Moy yet. I know a lot of people have. I haven't taken to Moy yet. So, uh, you know, my argument with Moy before the Dundee United game was that uh, he's basically just coming on, he's making himself available, and then he's pinging four-yard passes back and forward with the centre-halves, never turned forward. He's back to goal the whole time. That doesn't make you a midfield general. That doesn't make you in control of the game. That just means uh-huh. you're abdicating responsibility to your centre-halves to distribute the ball. Didn't like him up to that point. He came on, he came on in the uh, Dundee United game, admittedly, I don't know, what was it, 7-0 at the time, or 6-0, whatever. Um, but then he did face forward. He did start pinning passes about, and you could see he's got real talent. You know, so that annoyed me even more, because <laughs> you're like... That, that, this man is, uh, you know, standing, he's back to go, you know, passing to Jens and passing to uh, Big Camp, uh, Camp of Vickers, um, four-yard passes and then running away and getting into space and doing the same thing again. You know, if you want to be a midfield general, take control of the game. You know, take the game by the scruff of the net, actually make something happen. Uh, you know, it's not enough to say, you know, he was there to, you know, dictate the, the, the pace of play and all the rest of it. That's not helping us, not at the pace that we play at. And, uh, you know, I don't think, you know, abdicate responsibility of centre-halves either, you know, is taking control of the game. I don't think no. it is, because eventually they're going to make the pass, and it might be out there, it might not. Right? I think, that for me, uh, Moy needs to show a bit more testicular fortitude 
you know, he needs to show a bit more guts uh, and taking the game. Uh, because I wouldn't have said that before. I would have said I just didn't think he was, he, he, he was particularly good. But then he showed us he was good. He showed us he has a, you know, he can pick a pass. I mean, some of the couple of these passes in that United game were sensational. You know, so, you know, that annoys me even more that, you know, he's got the talent uh, and he's not showing it. Show us something, man. Show us something. You know, have a bit of guts. Turn around. Take control of the game. So, for me, no, it wouldn't be more. I, I, I love our midfield, actually. I, I thought our midfield were absolutely brilliant last week. Um, I thought Callum McGregor, how many miles did he make? How many did he run? 13 and a half or something? 13 and a half, aye. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Uh, McGregor's a machine. Uh, and for me, the biggest concern always is what happens if uh, something happens to McGregor. Because, you know, we, we keep talking about all the players on the road. McGregor, for me, McGregor makes everything tick. You know, he, he's absolutely brilliant. I love him. Uh, so, uh, you know, and I think he's good in the position that he's in. I don't see, uh, there's not enough there for me to change anything in our midfield. I thought our midfield were very good uh, last week. Hatati, I mean, come on. One of those passes last week was legendary. <laughs> People will be talking about that for years. Uh, so, yeah, you know, the cross field on the volley from the throw in. So, uh, yeah, it's just sensational. Andy had, generally speaking, a great game. Um, O'Reilly wasn't quite as effective, I'll give you that, uh, but he's still a great player. He is a wand of a left foot. You know, his left foot such a wand that, you know, it's potentially so magic that Paul Daniels' estate will be suing him for, you know, infringement. You know, so, uh, you know, in a game like this, where there's going to be more space, we're going to have more possession. No, I'm very happy with the midfield. I don't think, you know, if, if you were going to change that midfield, I would have changed it from Madrid. If we're going to make it more defensive, I would have made it more defensive for Madrid. I wouldn't be making it more defensive for these, you know. So I think that that ship has sailed. I think well, we, you know, after after sitting here for the last near hour saying we need to concede that they have a player, we need to mark out the game. I'm also saying that we cannot sacrifice all the best bits of us to suit them, you know. So. I agree with Angel as much as uh, and I look Angel's going to do you know well everything I've said is just going you know it's just for the sake of chatting and just what I would, you know I would be thinking about because you know Angel do Angel put out his best side as he sees it I, I think his only potential concession might be might be Maeda but even then and I think that's only because that's not a tactical thing I think that's because Abada did not play well last week, really. Uh, you know, it's once you go back and look at the stats and watch the game again, I mean, he didn't go past his man on any occasion, as far as I know. Um, lost 85% of his duels, missed a couple of good chances. But then, if we've learned anything, anything at all from the Madrid game, yes, we can take confidence from that first half. Yes, that's absolutely no bother. But we must must take our chances. And that's what the issue with Maeda is for me. Because, you know, as I said last week, I don't care how long you've been on the pitch, you know, for, for a minute. Of, you're a, you're a, a, a striker, a top club, standing two yards out of the goal. The ball's hit straight to your feet. And, you know, you, you spin and you hit it off your own standing leg. Not good enough. And not good enough. I don't know you can all say, oh, you know, strikers miss chances and all the rest of it. Yes, they do. But at this level, that chance 
you know, I've got a lot more sympathy for Abada. His chances were much harder. Um, you know, but Maeda, that's a problem for me. He could be brilliant. He could get into all sorts of positions and then just not finish them. Um, I, I, I do think uh, we spoke at length last week about Maeda's miss. And aye, it's a bad miss. That is a really bad miss. And it's a level of chance that you've got to take in Europe. But it's also, I mean, you, you look at Shakhtar, they had four and they didn't miss any of them. Eh? They, they, were, they were very, very clinical. And yeah. Ange Postacoglu spoke about that as well. Nobody's agreeing with my midfield choices in the middle of the game. <laughs> <No, laughs> no, Matheson's no Kev, no eh, underwater cabbage salesman. Mighty defender, devastated counter-attack Kev. Axon with respect, nonsense. You might be right, mate. That's why I didn't pick the team. That's why I didn't pick the team. And Stephen Kenny, Kev, behave yourself, man. Uh, thanks, Steve. Or oh, Cherry Bomb comes in and says, It's him that's playing the guitar. Nice, mate. We need, we need, to, we need to check you out. Uh, we need to actually check you out. You've already mentioned that you think Maeda will come in for the front three. My, my front three is Maeda, Jota, and Kyogo. The reason that I'm going with Kyogo is, again, I think he's built for uh, uh, these European nights. I really do. Even though it's half on Big Yakamakis from last week, but I think Kyogo is better away from home in Europe. He's just yeah. got more of maybe skill set. Well, you know, I know it's controversial to say this, but it is, it is. I mean, the one thing you don't want to do in social media, apparently, when it comes to Celtic, is give an opinion on a player. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, uh, if, if if one of them came on with a peg leg, you'd still have guys saying that his turn of pace was absolutely fantastic. So, you know, I, I, I think there's no question, there's no question about this. I thought that uh, last week, uh, you know, the big man schooled Militao a wee bit. He made him go off at half time, as I say. Nah. I wait to see, I wait to complain to his money. Uh, <clears throat> so the big man schooled him, but you know, we create the potential for so many more chances exists with Kyogo because Kyogo is so quick of thought indeed. I mean, it is if they, if they ask Kyogo at the mastermind, they turn up two days early. Do you know what I mean? He's, uh, he's that fast. So, you know, it, it is, you know, I love the big man. I love big Gigi. I think he's a fantastic player. But you're not comparing apples with apples, basically. Uh, and, and for me, Kyogo gives us so much more because the ball's through. You play balls into the channel, you know, and Kyogo's away, you know, his finishing for me is excellent. I mean, that, that one he nearly scored last week off his thigh. Um, I think he gives us a lot more. Now, a lot of people say that, <clears throat> you know, he's not physical enough uh, and he's easy to defend against in uh, GG because of that. That's true. But for me, his pluses outweigh his minuses. And I think, as you pointed out last week, Kev, uh, last week was the first time I've seen uh, Big uh, Jack and Marcus contribute anything significant outside the box. Aye. That's why the statisticians don't like him, especially from Europe, because he doesn't give us enough outside the box. And that's fine in Scotland, because we don't need him to. You know, <clears throat> but we can't be having passengers. You know, So if we are uh, if we are in a game where we're not going to have as much of the ball, the chances are going to be few and far between. We're not going to be in the box as often as we as we are domestically. Then for me, it has to be Kyogo all day, every day. That has to be in Jot as a given, eh? 
Jota's a given to start, eh? That, that's like, yeah. eh, we, we, I mean, that's, he was brought to play on nights like this. Alan Robertson, and we mentioned this last week, Alan, quite a lot, Johnny. Abada's yeah. only 20 learn. It looked like he was a bit spooked last week. And that's yeah. fair play. Fair play to him. I mean, if I was on that park at 46 year old, I'll be spooked. Never mind, yeah. never, never mind it. 20 playing against Real Madrid, eh? So. Well, I, mean, I mean, exactly this point last week, and just for the benefit of people who didn't hear that, I'll make it again. Uh, Abada is learning in real time, you know, in the first team. He's not away on loan. We haven't punted him out the door to hope he comes back a better player. He's doing his learning on the pitch in full view of everyone. He's a very, very good player. He'll be a much better player. He had a, not a great night last week, and that's fair enough. You know, but his great night, look, if he had an off night, he's 20 year old, he had an off night against the best team in the world. You know, do we care? You know, is it, is it that big a deal? Uh, you know, I, you know there's an uh, Ange might well start him again. You know, I mean, I might well. Because he definitely is a more clinical finisher than Maeda. There's no question of that. No question of that. Uh, so, you know, Ange may well just stick with what worked before. Uh, except that the wee man had a bad uh, night last, you know, last week against the best team in the world currently. So, you know, I, I, I think it's potentially all guns blazing for us tonight, Kev. I, I, I'm absolutely buzzing. Cannot wait. It's only a couple of hours away, a few hours away for kickoff. Uh, one out. Every, every, everybody in the comments as well was buzzing. John Lubo Maestro. No KFM for setting, and you'll be thinking the same. And just probably thinking that he can top the group, and that's the kind of thing that we actually want. Ian McGonagall comes in to tell us that the under-19s got beaten the youth eh, against Shakhtar under-19s. Ni- under we, we had more shots, etc., but they were 2 nothing up with a bit of luck. We were one tonight, hail, hail. Eh, let's have a wee look at the other comments. That's that I've hung me. Alex Burrell with my man Keeney on. Well, I'll be peeing at Axon Live with my man Keeney on. Uh, Alex, <laughs> that's one of the things that, that I should have thought and not says out loud because uh, it's, it's now become a thing, me and a man Keeney. I'm actually back for the match day tonight and I will only have a man Keeney on uh, during, the, during the match day uh, tonight. So you'll, you'll be fine with the match day, Hingway. Uh, Adam, this, this was an early comment. If Celtic lose, the anxiety of the cheap seat seat opinions will kill me. I've got a very cheap seat and my opinions do, do kill everybody, Adam, eh, because sometimes they're that bad. Frank Kennedy, hiya Frank, a wido calling people widows. Hi. <laughs> but then Big Red puts them right, aye, but Kev's a good wido. Thank you, Big Red. Thank you, yeah. Big Man. Yeah, eh, just to, to okay, I just want to think, I was reading something the other day from Vince Lombardi I said we will be relentless in our pursuit for perfection. We won't ever be perfect, but in the process, we will achieve greatness. And that's what we need tonight. We need a perfect, persistent, pitiless performance of passion, pace, precision, power and purpose for a phenomenal, pivotal victory. That's what we need. Wonder Hoops. Wonder, I'll leave the last comment with Kaiser HTTC. This is the day that we win away. And I'll speak to you all later. Eh? Remember, I'll see you back here for the match day. Remember, keep it Celtic and then be bams to each other. See you all later.
Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox Internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. This week on The Marketer's Report, Patrizio Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct-to-Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on building trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. As the number one audio company, iHeart Media gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the data you need to grow. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. At Discount Tire, we know your time is valuable. Get 30% shorter average wait time when you buy and book online. Did you know Discount Tire now sells wiper blades? Check out our current deals at DiscountTire.com or stop in and talk to an associate today. Discount Tire. Let's get you taken care of. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.